What's going on, America? What's up? What's up? What's up? I am uh, Graham Allen, and uh, you are listening to me. I am back, and I am super excited to be back. That's the wrong button. That's the right button to be back. (laughs) I am back, and uh, I am alone in the studio today, uh, trying to catch you guys up a little bit. Uh, I apologize for uh, this being the last day of the week and the first episode that you guys are having. Uh, As you can probably tell from my voice, um, I had a uh, COVID. This isn't funny. I know it's not funny, Elizabeth Warren, but it is true. I had COVID. No, God, please. No, no. Actually, I don't know if I had COVID. I've already had COVID. Uh, maybe it was the Delta variant. You know, we can't get colds or get sick anymore without it being the dreaded C word. How dare you? I know Greta Thornburg. I know, but it is very true. Um, anyway, um, so I wasn't feeling great last Friday. I had to suck it up because uh, we had a charity event. Go out, help set up the range where the Dear America Foundation, we were, uh, you know, raising money uh, for our veterans, first responders and their families. We were even able to gift one of those tracked chairs to a disabled veteran. So they had the ability to be able to basically do what they love to do again. And so, you know, I had to suck it up. Saturday wasn't feeling great, but then that was the charity day. So I had to suck that up and just go through that. Sunday wasn't feeling great, but I had to suck it up because I had promised the boys for their birthday that I would take them to their first football game. Uh, And then Monday, I was just done at that point. And so I was like, you know what? I got to take some time off. Uh, to get over this. So even though my voice still hasn't uh, come back all the way, uh, I, you know, I feel okay. I feel pretty good. So if it was Delta, suck it, Delta. That's right. I hit the wrong button again. Suck it, Delta. (laughs) Um, You know, natural immunity is very real but the kicker of it was i was planning on coming back to work yesterday and of course as time would have it and as irony would have it when i finally start to feel better uh i guess it was early thursday morning at like 12 30 a.m uh my little girl wakes up throwing up and any parent knows that, you know, no, uh, yes, God, please, you, no, no, yes, exactly. Any parent knows that when the dreaded throw up from a child in the middle of the night, you automatically think, oh, crap, it's a stomach bug. And um, so we did the parents uh, death weight, as I like to call it. And, you know, we helped her out. She threw up like once and then she was good. Which is normally how it goes. Uh, normally, your kid throws up, and then um, you know you end up having like the exorcist type thing. But uh, anyway, so we waited. Didn't come into work yesterday. Uh, of course, she was fine. She was eating Mexican food and everything the next day, just screaming that she was starving. Um, but you know, we waited like the twenty-four hours. Okay, you know, is it going to hit us? Is it going to hit us? Was it a stomach bug? Was it a stomach bug? But it didn't, praise God. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and so, I guess I guess she just ate something. I, I don't know. Uh, the air quality is really crappy here in South Carolina right now. And a lot of people say, you know, that that can affect things. Like today, the air quality is good. Yesterday, the air quality was like 100, and it was bad. It was like air quality warning or whatever. And so they say that that can lead to like headaches, which can lead to dizziness, which can make people, you know, throw up and all that other kind of stuff. It's weird how many things can affect us. But either way, even though I sound like a 68-year-old chain smoker that traveled with Leonard Skinner for the past 50 years. Uh, I am back. And man, oh man, oh man. Do we... That's actually really long. I didn't realize how long that is. I guess Jake normally mutes it (laughs) after a little bit. Um, But man, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. There there are so many things. The, The title of this is Kyle is Innocent and They're Coming for all of us. And I want to talk about what we're not allowed to talk about on Facebook. 
our Instagram. I, I literally, literally, we're not allowed to talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse case on social media. Literally posting clips of the trial are being taken down uh, as violations of community standards and it's giving people community strikes on their social media pages. So you don't see any uh, big social media influencers posting about it or things like that because they literally can't. And, and I want you guys to think about that. Like, imagine back in the old days like O.J. Simpson. Imagine if, you know, that happened today and nobody was able to talk about it. But you know what we were able to post about and talk about constantly was uh, Kavanaugh, right? The Kavanaugh trials and everything like that. And, uh, you know, that was okay to post about and talk about. But Cal Rittenhouse, on the other hand, we can't. Can't talk about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Still getting over it. I apologize. Um, there are a lot of things to talk about. They're coming for everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think that it's coming to you, you've lost your mind. I had a good friend of mine text me just last night that their um, mom got their, their her termination letter from a company that she's worked at for 26 years because she refuses to get the COVID-19 vaccine. 26 years down the drain uh, because of body autonomy and, and wanting to make a decision about what you put into your body. It, it's crazy, crazy times that we're living in. And uh, there's just, there's so many things to talk about. Um, yeah, there, there, there's a lot. There, there's a lot. I'm going to try to get through a lot of it. And I'm actually glad that I'm solo today because I really want to talk about my feelings and what I think about this. So I may throw my voice completely out doing this, but we're going to talk about it. But before we do that, got to get into a sponsor. All right, guys, uh, it's plain and simple. Um, we are the top uh, sponsor for Good Ranchers, and it's all because of you guys. So thank you guys very much for that. I actually got to hang out with the owners of Good Ranchers at our charity event, and not only do they uh, talk the talk, but these guys walk the walk. So I need every single one of you to support them. If you support America, if you support Made in America, if you support, I guess, technically slaughtered in America, which is steak, uh, beef, chicken, all that. You need to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now and get you some good ranchers. It's all I use. It's all I grill with. It's all I do anything with now because even I was unaware that 80%, 80% of the meat that we're getting in grocery stores is being imported from Australia or China. That's right. You heard what I said. China. Stop eating China meat. You need to go, oh, and because you guys are so awesome, I was able to talk them into an even better deal than when we first started because we're sending so many of you guys to them, but now it's time for you guys to get to rewarded for that. So if you go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now and get, you will get 10 free bistro fillets and even better subscribe and save $25 each on each box of mouth watering American meats for life. That will show up on schedule right to your door. That's right. Right now, if you go to goodranchers.com slash Graham, you get 10 free bistro fillets. That's a $100 value and free express shipping. If you go to goodranchers.com slash Graham or use the code Graham at checkout, that's 10 free bistro fillets, free express shipping, and $25 off your subscription for life. Go to goodranchers.com slash Graham, offer code Graham. All right, um, let's talk about this. So I saw an article today in USA Today. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to read the title of the article. And then we're just going to move on. Um, I'm sick of it. I know that you guys are sick of it. I'm so sick and tired of COVID. So tired of hearing about COVID. So freaking exhausted to see my children playing games in the front yard. You know, it used to be like they used to play this zombie game 
where if uh, one of them touched the other one, they turned into a zombie because they infected them and all this stuff. And now it has transformed into they've got COVID and they touch the other one. And it's it, it really is this disheartening thing. They think it's funny because they're kids and why not, you know, make light of a ridiculous situation. But as a parent, you sit here and you go, holy crap, like our kids are never going to not know COVID, just like we never not knew the flu. And so this is actually a USA Today uh, headline article came out today. Basically, for the first time in two months, COVID-19 case counts and deaths are rising again in most U.S. states. Uh, this is not true. We know this to be false. Uh, southern states are actually seeing declines. What they're actually talking about is northern states, but I digress. Uh, the title in the headline of this article says this. Is this the fifth COVID-19 wave? Experts fear we may simply come to call it winter. Did you catch that? Did you catch what I said? No, God, please, no. Thank no! you. Thank you, Michael Scott. And, and, and you know, I, we may simply call it winter. No crap, you morons. How dare you? Yeah, I, I did say it, Greta Thornburg. And, and you know what? These people are just... This isn't funny. Yes, it is. It is funny, Elizabeth Warren, because these people are morons. Um, no, duh. We come to call it winter. In winter, especially in the northern states, uh, more and more people get sick. Why? Because it's winter. Uh, a lot of people get sicker in the winter uh, because they huddle around each other. They don't go outside as much, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not negating that COVID is real. Uh, obviously, it's real. I had it. Maybe I had the Delta variant this past little bit. I don't know. Um I never got a fever this time around, but it did take about a week to get over it. So maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I, 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 to be blunt, I don't really care. Because if it was, obviously my natural immunity took care of it. Because the first time I got COVID, I legitimately thought I was going to die. And it took every bit of like 17 days to get over it. This time, even though I wasn't here at work, I was working from home uh, because I was functional. So here's the thing. I've said this from the very beginning. And I've always said, yeah, COVID's real. Um, but we're going to have to get over it. And we're going to have to get used to it. And the more and more people get it, the more and more immunity builds up, the more and more it's going to become less and less of a big deal. And it's never going to go away. But yet we're still talking about COVID as if it's this existential threat facing our country which it is not it is a method of fear for control but i digress all right moving on i don't want to talk about covid we got a lot of things to talk about about how they're coming after all of us but before we do that i have to get into um our great commander in chief joe biden who said well i'm not even going to repeat what he said i'm just going to play the clip of what he said and um you can, uh, you know, listen to it for yourself here. Um, this man is the leader of the free world. This man is the person in which people um, make fun of in other countries, and, and, and rightfully so. All right. Anyway, uh, like I said, this is something that he said just yesterday. And um, I, of course, lost my mind. So did anyone else. Uh, and let's see what you think. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time picture. The Did you hear what he said? The great Negro at the time. One more, one more time here. Let's just let's listen to the whole thing. It's 19 seconds. Uh, you know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time picture in the Negro Leagues went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the major league baseball after jackie robinson now there was in fact a negro league before uh black americans were allowed to play in the major leagues everybody knows this uh that's not what everybody has a problem with and of course the left you know swarm conservatives oh well there was a negro league you idiot da, 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 da. yeah i know that that's not what i have a problem with i have a problem with this first part it was just one more time 
You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues went on. That part. Why couldn't he have just said a great pitcher at the time in the Negro Leagues? Now, could this have been a Biden slip up? Who knows, actually, right? Like, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe. I mean, this isn't the first time that old Joe has been racist, right? But here's the thing. That video clip can truly be left to interpretation. If you want to hear Joe Biden, uh, uh, dementia patient Joe, slip his racist, bigoted uh, narrative into a speech, that's what you're going to hear. Um, if you want to hear it's just an old senile man that fuddled his words, et cetera, et cetera, that's what you'll hear. But here's my problem is rest assured, fact checkers to the rescue. That's right. Fact checkers are already fact checking this speech. And they say, no, Joe Biden did not refer to Satchel Page as a Negro during the Veterans Day speech. Okay, but but here's their reasoning for this. This is the fact check. Okay, so this is a person who wrote this. This is Tommy Christopher. Okay, Tommy Christopher wrote this. All right, and this is the fact check of fact, of actual truth that they're using to say to anybody that interprets that as, why didn't Joe Biden just say a great pitcher in the Negro Leagues? This is the fact check. Um, The president obviously began to say the great Negro League pitcher, but then paused and shifted to saying, at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, which was, in fact, the name of the league that black players formed when they were shut out of the Major League Baseball. This needs to be explained. This That this needs to be explained is beyond absurd. Well, that would be an opinion, right? That would be your perception of what he said, right? Like, how how is that a fact? This is what we deal with in today's scenario. You cannot have interpretations of video clips one if you go solely based on what he said that's not what he said now intention who knows um but to say in this article written by a person and this is a opinion the president obviously began to say the great negro league pitcher but then paused and shifted to saying at the time pitcher in the negro leagues that's an opinion. That's an opinion. Um, how is this a fact? How is this a fact check? Anything, anything that the president does, the fact checkers come to his aid. <coughs> Excuse me. The, the, the fact checkers come to his aid and we are fact checked with opinions. So that's the thing. That's the thing that, that just makes me so irritated and so mad is that our opinions and our deducing of, you know, not even editing things. Like, that is the series of what was said. And my simple point was, can you imagine if Donald Trump had said that? Even if it was a fuddling of words, the media would have attacked him for being a bigoted racist for the next five days. That's all we would have heard. But Joe Biden says it. And fact checkers come to the defense of the president by attacking opinions with an opinion and then calling it a fact. That's where we are. Um, let's see. Okay. All right. We're going to get into our last sponsor for this episode. And then we're going to get into just a, it, 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 it's going to be a wild ride. Ladies and gentlemen, it really is going to be a wild ride of the attacks to silence every single one of us. They're coming after all of us. Anyone who disagrees with their narrative, anyone who stands up against their false teachings, anyone who stands up for what is right in America, they are coming for you. But before we do that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've talked about this a lot. I've partnered with Birch Gold. 
because I do not trust Biden. I do not trust the economy. I do not trust anything that is going on. Inflation is off the charts and they're trying to spend. They just passed an infrastructure bill. I, I mean, they are going to tank the entire everything. So listen to me. This is not a money making scheme. This is about protecting what you have already worked so hard for you and your family to have in savings. This is about diversifying your savings into physical gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold Group is the company that I trust with precious metals. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Right now, thanks to a little-known section of IRS tax code, you can legally move your IRA or 401k into precious metals with no tax implications or penalties. To get started on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account, request a free info kit from Birch Gold by texting the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. This comprehensive 20-page kit reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can move your IRA or 401k out of a volatile stocks and bonds and into precious metals in an IRA. That's zero cost and zero obligations to request this info. So why wait? Ladies and gentlemen, you shouldn't. It's free. It's no obligation. It's a text message. Text Graham to the number 989898. Again, Request this free info kit on gold now by texting Graham to 989898. Okay. All right. So um, there is a massive amount of people that are being targeted right now. You got Dave Portnoy over at Barstool Sports that is being targeted by Business Insider um, over uh, sexual assault allegations, which, you know, I'm not going to get too much into this because there's going to be a lot to unpack in this. Dave Portnoy, uh, you got to give the man credit because he has come out right off the bat and like, this is complete and total nonsense. I've known about this hit piece for eight months. And, you know, he has. He's known about it for months. Um, and uh, he's going to take them to court over this. And he's going to fight them. And good for him, because if he is, in fact, innocent, which that's how it's supposed to be in this country, innocent until proven guilty, not someone puts an article out, and now all of a sudden you're a sexual assault pervert, deviant, right? It's not guilty until proven innocent. That's not how we do it in this country. Now, if Dave Portnoy comes out and it comes out that it's true, well, then, yeah. Go after the guy with the full extent of the law, uh, you know, all this stuff. But I support innocent until proven guilty. And in today's society, that's just not where we are. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. Project Veritas, for those of you who don't know, they, they show everything that's going on behind the scenes. They are the ones that expose all the Pfizer stuff, all the CNN bias stuff, Everything. That's their job. Well, now the freaking FBI is raiding James O'Keefe's house. They are going through his cell phone records. All this stuff. Why? Why are they doing this? Even the search warrants have been stayed by judges saying, what in the world is going on? Like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is under attack because he was unvaccinated and he got COVID, which, by the way, not a single person is talking about the fact that Aaron Rodgers has COVID unvaccinated and he's fine. No one's even remotely talking about that, that he is fine. They're just talking about the fact that he was unvaccinated and didn't tell anybody. Well, to be blunt, it's none of your gosh darn business. This isn't funny. You're right. It's not funny. It is none of your business whether Aaron Rodgers is vaccinated or non-vaccinated. How dare you? Shut up, Greta Thornburg. I'm talking. What's crazy to me is more people are upset about Aaron Rodgers than they are about the Travis Scott concert where Travis Scott actively... Um, instigated a mosh pit riot in his concert where people were getting trampled on and he saw it 300 people injured eight people dead one of them's a 10 year old 
again, where are the parents there? Why is a 10-year-old a Travis Scott concert? But I digress. How crazy is it the Aaron Rodgers thing that's going on? Well, rest assured, Geraldo Rivera has lost his mind yet again. Um, and, uh, you know, he basically goes on to talk about what he thinks about Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going to play it in its entirety because it's that ridiculous. Uh, Geraldo thinks that it should be a freaking crime. That's right. You heard what I said. A crime to be unvaccinated. Listen to this. Doctor patient confidentiality in this country, Geraldo, that's a high price. You know, Sean, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woolley, uh, one of my favorite couples. He's a terrific oh, football God. player. He's a great personality, MVP. Uh, but he may have cost his team the Super Bowl last Sunday oh, no. against Kansas City Chiefs. They lost, uh, the Green Bay Packers lost 13-7 to because he could not play because he was positive and had lied to his teammates, lied to the city of Green Bay, lied to uh, the people of this country about his, 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 uh, his, his status. First of all, omitting and just not addressing it and allowing you to make your own assumptions is not a lie. First of all. But, you know, I digress. And, and Sean, I think that just because he's popular, just because, and I don't want to join but, any but, but Geraldo, I'm not in want, any mob. You're not answering I'm my not question. I'm not in any mob. This, this guy is a, did this not is tell the truth to people are that you, he loved. Are we who, now giving sweat, up? Uh, let me finish, Sean. But wait a minute. Are we giving up all medical privacy, he all doctor-patient confidentiality, and all freedom? Whether you agree or disagree. If, if I, I think that you cannot have a right of privacy that I'm in your room with my grandchildren who are not vaccinated because they're too young and you lied about your vaccine status and you sneeze on my grandchildren, you know, that that is that could be a crime. That is absolutely so selfish and self-involved. And, and it, you know, I look at Aaron Rodgers and he's so charming. And, and again, I say I'm a big fan of his. He's a very, very agreeable, charismatic person. And he married a great actress. And I wish them all, all the right, best. Let's go what to Dan though, get Dan's was point a of terrible view. And his, and, his, and his apology was a bunch of baloney. I regret that, oh, if you think this way and that way. You know, he didn't say I'm sorry. You're right. He didn't say he was sorry because he's got nothing to say he's so sorry about. Do you see what they're doing? Ever so subtly. You know, it started with, you know, you got to 15 days to slow the spread. Then it started with, well, we got to get to net zero COVID rates. And then they're like, well, that's not never going to happen. Then we got the COVID vaccine. Now Pfizer uh, and crap, uh, Merck, Merck or something like that. I can't remember right off the top of my head. Now have a pill that they say, uh, almost 90% keeps people from having severe symptoms, going to the hospital, and it's 100% against death, right? So we now have therapeutics getting ready to come out. <coughs> so why is this such a big deal? Why is it that slowly but surely they're making it to where now you're not going to be considered a second-tier citizen? Because that's what they're doing if you're not vaccinated you have to wear a mask at work. You have to subject yourself to weekly or sometimes daily testing. But now they want to slowly but surely make it criminal to do such a thing. Criminal. And again, even if Aaron Rodgers had lied, which he didn't, like I said, omitting or simply not saying and allowing you to make your own assumptions, that's not lying. That's just, hey, I'm keeping my mouth shut. And you can think whatever you want to think. That's not lying. And even if he had lied, who could blame him? Because look what's happening. Uh, I want to say they fined him. The NFL fined him $300,000 uh, for violating COVID protocol. Because apparently what had happened was he went to a Halloween party. And that's where he got covid um, and so, therefore, because he went to a Halloween party, he violated COVID-19 protocols. So, therefore, he was fined, which three hundred grand. Aaron Rodgers could care less. Uh, I wish you well, good sir. I look forward to seeing you throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns 
uh, when you come back to play and telling everybody essentially, you know, to suck it. How dare you? Yeah, I said it to suck it. This isn't funny. Anyway, moving on. Um, Okay. So now we have to talk about the case around the world. Kyle Rittenhouse. That's right. The name that you're not even allowed to say on social media, Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, it has been over a year since the fateful night in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, defending Kenosha, his community where his father lives, um, or his father lived at the time. Um, and he had an AR-15 with him because, and I feel like we need to go back to the scene of what happened because what's happening now is that was a year ago. So people are seeing the trial now and what they're trying to do is make you think, oh, this, this freaking white supremacist kid, he just went outside with an AR-15 and started shooting people. No, that's not what happened at all. A year ago, George Floyd BLM riots were happening all over the country. Okay, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all of these people were actively burning down cities, businesses, uh, private residences. They were attacking people. Okay, it needs to be. And 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 at the very beginning of this trial, the judge even said that you cannot refer to the to the people that were sh- that 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 are now dead or were shot as victims. No, they were arsonists. They were burglarists. They were attackers. That's who they were. That's what they were doing. Okay? These weren't innocent people walking down the street, taking their dog for a walk. These people were actively involved in a riot that was going on. And we forget that. And a lot of people have forgotten that. That Kyle Rittenhouse was, at the time, a 17-year-old kid. And I said it. I don't know what episode it was. You're going to have to go back to a year ago. But I said it even at the time. To me, what bothered me the most about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing was not that he was out there. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, is, in my opinion, the first American patriot we've had in a long time because he actually used his Second Amendment rights to not only defend himself, but to defend his community against rioters, looters, arsonists, uh, and Antifa terrorists. The problem I had was that it was a 17-year-old kid that had the balls to do it. Where were the parents? That was the problem I had. And I said that from the very beginning. You can go back and find it. All right? I don't know what episode it was. We've done a lot of these now. But a year ago, that was my exact quote. I'm pretty sure that was my exact quote. Was why did it take the 17-year-old to have to do it? And if you don't agree with me on this, I don't care. I really don't. Uh, I'm tired of all the pretending. I'm tired of beating around the bush of subjects that are considered controversial with people. I'm so freaking tired of people posting their real thoughts in Instagram stories with the close friend tab because they don't want the masses to see what they actually think. You people are cowards. I'm sorry. And if you're a friend of mine or if that's you and that's what you do, you're a coward. We don't need cowards right now. We don't. Our country is on the brink of shambles, and we don't need cowards. And that's exactly what you are if you're doing it. Now, I realize that most of you are listening to this on audio, but I want to play the audio footage of the actual moment that Kyle Rittenhouse shot three people. Two of them dead. One of them had his bicep blown off. But I want you to hear what was said right before. And then we're going to get into the insanity that is this trial with Kyle Rittenhouse and the reaction from uh, the liberal left and the liberal media and the liberal Hollywood and sports elitist. But here's the audio from the actual moment that Kyle Rittenhouse uh, had to defend his own life in here. And I'm going to set the scene a little bit. Kyle Rittenhouse is running away. Uh, right this second. And again, I say that again. Kyle Rittenhouse with an AR-15 is running away from people. Not running towards people. He's running away. And just listen. Now they're attacking him. Surrounding him. Get him. 
There's a shot. One dude's dead. There's another shot. There's the arm blown off guy. Now everybody's walking away from it. That was the exact moment. Okay? Uh, if you heard him, a lot of people were screaming, get him, get his A, all that other kind of stuff. It is insane. Especially, you know, even the Young Turks, and I cannot believe that I'm giving credit to the Young Turks because they're a horrible, horrible propaganda machine. But even the Young Turks had to come out and say, you know what, we were wrong about Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, everything that has come out in this event. Um, but I want to talk about, uh, of course, they have to make it about race, even though none of the people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot were black. Um, Jeffrey Tubin um, put this out, and, and then, you know, of course, Jeffrey Tubin is a coward, and he made his tweet to where only people um, Jeffrey Tubin follows can mention or comment or reply because that's what cowards do. He said, I wonder what the verdict would be in the Rittenhouse trial if the defendant were a black 17-year-old from another state who killed two people with an illegal assault weapon. Of course, Jeffrey Tubin has to make it about race. And then Jeffrey Tubin has a video where he calls Kyle Rittenhouse an idiot, but then even admits in self-defense, yes, it was obvious self-defense. Um, listen, listen to this. Oh, who is Jeffrey Tubin, by the way? Jeffrey Tubin is the CNN guy who got caught masturbating on a Zoom call. All right, just for reference on who is calling Kyle Rittenhouse an idiot. The guy who got caught masturbating during a Zoom meeting call is calling someone else an idiot. Listen to this. Two thoughts. Yeah. Two thoughts. One, what kind of idiot 17-year-old gets a giant gun and goes to a riot? He has no license. He has no training. He thinks he's going to scrub graffiti off with his AR-15. I mean, the stupidity of this is like, what could possibly go wrong? Well, a lot went wrong. The good news for Kyle Rittenhouse is that he's not on trial for being an idiot. He's on trial for homicide. Right. And in that respect, I mostly agree with Joey that this is a tough case for the prosecution because it does seem like it, he has a plausible case uh, of self-defense. And, you know, if, if it were illegal to be an idiot, the jails would be even freer, even more crowded than they are now. Homicide's a different matter. And, you know, he may have a defense. The masturbator, the guy who renamed masturbating. Everybody calls it Tubin now. <laughs> Says that Kyle Rittenhouse is an idiot. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is an idiot for wanting to defend uh, his area, uh, his community. Um, you know, it, it, there were a couple things that were wrong there um, that he said. Hang on, I'm going through uh, this stuff here. Um, okay, all right. Um First of all, I want to talk about the people who were the people that Kyle shot because a, a lot of people don't know this. So Kyle killed a guy named Anthony Hubber. He shot in his, in his life, this guy named Gage, Paul Grotz, Gruitz, I, I don't know his name. And then he killed a guy named Joseph Rosenbaum. Okay. Who is Joseph Rosenbaum? All right. He's a sex offender. Level three offender, failure to maintain register status. Okay. Um, who is Gage Gruskritz? Uh, felony burglary, probation violation, illegal weapon. He's a convicted felon as well. And who is Anthony Hubbard? Uh, or excuse me, Huber. Also a convicted felon, assault and battery, domestic abuse, false imprisonment, illegal weapon. Okay, here's the interesting thing. Okay, this is from this is from the FBI database. Okay, Candace Owens exposed this. This is from the FBI database. Okay, it literally says on August 26th, 
2020. They charged these people. Okay, Anthony Hubber, as according to the FBI, on 8-26-20, was charged with assault and battery. Outcome, killed by the victim. Did you hear what I just said? Charged with assault and battery, the outcome killed by victim. What about Gage? Uh, on 8-26-20, he was charged with assault with an illegal weapon. Outcome, he was neutralized by the victim. This is the guy that got his bicep blown off. And then Joseph Rosenbaum, on 8-26-20, was charged, posthumously, obviously, with attempted assault and battery. Outcome, killed by the victim. This is the FBI database. This is the FBI database. The FBI database knows Kyle Rittenhouse is in it. It literally says it. 826-20. Charged. Anthony Huber. Posthumously, obviously, because he's dead. Assault and battery. The outcome. Killed by the victim. Gage Paul Grosskowitz or whatever. 826-20. Assault with an illegal weapon. Outcome. Neutralized by the victim. And then Joseph Rosenbaum, 826-20, attempted assault and battery outcome killed by, not the active shooter, not the white supremacist, killed by the victim. That's who they were. So see, before we go any further, this is about more than did Kyle Rittenhouse do anything wrong. Everybody knows Kyle Rittenhouse didn't do anything wrong. Every sane, rational person knows that he didn't do anything wrong. And even inside the FBI database, they label a new charge to two of the dead people and one of the uh, people that were shot. They give them a new charge of assault and battery, assault with an illegal weapon. And it literally says in the dictation of, you know, the end result of the incident, killed by victim. Neutralized by victim. Killed by victim. But yet Kyle Rittenhouse is on charge, is on trial for homicide. Why? Okay, so back to Jeffrey Tubin, who wants to make it about race. All right, well, this happens to be a black guy. Um, and I'm going to play this is a two minute and nine second clip this is a black guy uh i believe he's a police officer but nonetheless still a black guy um coming to the defense of kyle rittenhouse and i want you to listen to what he says don't take my word for it listen to him hey what's up everybody it's your boy the original cop dad to zeke arkham and uh just some quick thoughts on the whole kyle rittenhouse trial um i watched today where he basically had a meltdown he broke down on the stand and he exhibited real PTSD symptoms. And for those of us that have experienced that or know what true PTSD looks like, that that's it. That was it right there on the stand. And my thing is, can you blame him? You know, for the past year, they've painted him as some sort of white supremacist, even though there is no proof that he's a white supremacist. They've painted him as some sort of anarchist, some sort of vigilante, where the kid, by all accounts, was just looking to be left alone. He was, he was trying to make his way from point A to point B without trying to hurt anyone. He had a rifle for his protection because there were actual riots going on. And he got encountered and he did what he had to do, which 99% of us would have done the same thing if we're getting jumped by attackers. So for him to break down like that after all this pressure wasn't, wasn't uncommon. You know, it should have been expected. And, and for us that are true patriots... You know, to see what they've done to Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, after, you know, they paint him in this picture, after they've defended actual anarchists, defended rioters, defended looters, defended true bad guys, defended actual insurrectionists that took over federal buildings or tried to take over federal buildings and actually took over a police precinct to now condemn this kid for this shows you where we are in America today as far as the press goes, as far as what they're reporting, as far as their biases. 
So for those of us watching this trial that have a vested interest in how it turns out, you know, because it sets the pace for the rest of the country, we're feeling this and we have to fight for Kyle Rittenhouse. And that's all it stands for. That's all it comes down to. That's why I stand with Kyle Rittenhouse proudly. Powerful stuff, man. Said it better than I ever could. Um, And I agree 100%. Uh, what moment specifically is he talking about? Um, He's talking about a moment where in a groundbreaking effort, Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand. And everybody said, holy crap, you know, this is not, this is not a good idea. Don't go on the stand. Don't do this. Don't go on the stand. Um, but he did. And honestly, it was a great decision too, because he was, he's innocent. And he had a moment where he shows true PTSD, where he collapses um, and this is that moment that I'm going to play for you. And it's painful to hear. Um, almost, almost, in, almost, you can't even tell what he's trying to say because he's so distraught. His mother's crying in the courtroom, seeing her son this way. This is a man. He's now a man, but at the time was a child who had to take two people's lives and shoot a third that did not want to. And, you know, he is dealing with that and it's been nationalized and he's been made out to be this horrible person. Um, and so listen to this. This is what it, this is what that, that guy was referring to. There were <laughs> there were three people right there. Yeah, so the judge literally has to stop it for a minute. And because Kyle's trying to explain the events of when he actually had to take those shots. And as was said in the previous video, anybody that's seen actual PTSD individuals, individuals that have had to take a life, um, you know, you see this in military soldiers all the time and, and military soldiers are legitimately doing their job, right? You see this with law enforcement officers all the time. Like if, if a law enforcement officer has to discharge their weapon, they have to go through all sorts of mental health, you know, evaluations and, and all the above, because it is not something that you just shrug off. Unless you're a sociopath or a serial killer, right? Those people, even though he's in the right and they were attacking him and he would be dead if he had not done what he did, it still haunts him. But rest assured, what could be the worst human being in sports uh, put his uh, say-so in there. And LeBron James tweeted this video with this caption. What tears? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I didn't see one. Man, knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court, and he's got the laughing face emojis. Um, nobody knows more about faking and flopping uh, than LeBron James. So if anybody knows how to fake anything, it would be LeBron James. And just when you think LeBron James couldn't be a worse human being, he goes and does something like this, picks on a kid, right? Because you're a multimillionaire, uh, entitled athlete. That at the end of the day, you play a freaking game. You play a game. You can't act. Your movie sucked. Uh, you can't speak in public because your IQ isn't that high. Your vocabulary is terrible. 
Um, you only do things in the community because you have to, because you need tax write-offs. You are the definition of a coward. And if crap really hit the fan around you when you're not being protected at all times by security everywhere you go, if you were in the middle of a riot, you would want somebody like a Kyle Rittenhouse to save your sad, pathetic butt. Because you're a coward is what you are, LeBron James. And you're welcome at any point to challenge that narrative, but you know, you, you won't because you're a coward. But let's go on to the prosecution. The prosecution in this case is by far the biggest joke that I have ever seen. Uh, this first video clip I'm going to play you is the judge absolutely lighting up the prosecutor. Okay? Absolutely destroying the prosecutor. Because the prosecutors try to say that Kyle Rittenhouse being silent when he was taken into custody and all this other stuff is basically an, an admission of uh, he knew that he had messed up, so he stayed silent. Um, that's called the Fifth Amendment, for those of you who don't know. And every American has the right of the Fifth Amendment. Pleading the Fifth is not an admission of guilt. It is using your constitutional right as an American to plead the Fifth to seek counsel from lawyers in an event such as this. Um, but the but not the defense, the prosecution is trying to say that Kyle Rittenhouse using his Fifth Amendment rights. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is a case where the prosecution is literally saying that a person using their constitutional rights proves that they're wrong. Can you imagine? Who would have ever thought that that would have ever happened in a case using your constitutional right to stay silent is wrong here's that clip why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury you are already you were I, I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendants post arrest silence that's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't. <coughs> this judge lit into this guy. What in the world are you talking about, you freaking moron? Right? His post arrest silence? You're trying to use that against him? That is basic law. That is basic constitutional rights honestly it's a constitutional right that more people should use shut up that's what that's what the fifth amendment is the right to shut up that is what it is but yet the prosecution in this case is trying to use our constitutional rights against us but that's not all um the prosecution then turns to the logical thing of trying to say that Kyle Rittenhouse plays Call of Duty. And so because he plays Call of Duty, um, that makes him a mass murderer white supremacist. You know, I'm not kidding. That's here we go. Isn't one of the things people do in these video games try and kill everyone else with your guns? Yeah, the video game. It's just a video game. It's not real life. You should see. Isn't one of the things. Listen, listen one more time. Doing these video games, try and kill everyone else with your guns. Kyle Rittenhouse's face right here is so bewildered. He doesn't even know what to yeah, say. Yeah, the video game. It's just a video game. It's not real life. It's just a video game. It's not real life. No crap. <laughs> no crap. This idiot prosecutor is trying to make a connection. This is how far they're having to reach. He's trying to make a connection that because you play video games and in the video games of Call of Duty, you know, they're shooting and things like that, that, you know, that 
has warped Kyle Rittenhouse into a mass murdering white supremacist. It's crazy. But then there's also this thing where they start talking about a fire. Um, and this is a moment where Kyle Rittenhouse kind of owns this prosecutor. And this also has to deal with the fact, you know, Tubin said, uh, you know, he doesn't live there. He doesn't live there. Um, well, he kind of lives in Kenosha when it happens. And, and this is why. So not only do you hear this ridiculous thing from the defense of why would you uh, do this action, but you also figure out, you know, the Kenosha connection. Listen to this. You didn't see him ahead of you as you're walking down there that night? No, it was dark out. But you, at some point as you get close to the 63rd Street car source, start running towards that lot, right? Towards the fire that in the Duramax. And Mr. Rosenbaum is running ahead of you, isn't he? I don't, I don't believe so. But you decided you needed to run because of the fire on the Duramax? Yes. Why? What was so urgent? It was a fire. What a Why did you moron. feel that you uh, should go around off the 59th Street car source property and put out fires? To make sure my community didn't get burnt down and help. And when you say your community, you mean Kenosha? Yes. Again, you're from Antioch. You're not living in Kenosha at this time when this all happens, right? My dad lives in Kenosha. <laughs> That's how he was in Kenosha. His dad lives there. He was with his dad. He was visiting his dad. It's crazy. Crazy. Like what basic prosecutor can't put that together? Like why 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 are you not in your your your, your actual city? Why were you in Kenosha? Well, because my dad lives there. I was visiting my dad. What a freaking moron. Why would you feel the need to go out and, uh, you know, put out fires in your community? Which, again, they never, ever bring up the fact that the fires were there because actual freaking Black Lives Matter and Antifa terrorist riots were going on, which started the fire. But here's the part where I still... I'm just completely baffled that the judge didn't stop the trial right then um, and just clear Kyle Rittenhouse of all charges. This is the one survivor uh, that got his bicep blown off. And this is the moment of the entire trial where not only does the defense catch him lying, they also get him to admit that Kyle Rittenhouse's actions were in self-defense. It was the most incredible moment of, duh, I've ever seen in my entire life. And I feel like the judge should have stopped it and, you know, rendered a verdict immediately right then. But listen to this. This is the guy uh, that got shot in the bicep, the one that lived. Here we go. With your arms up in the air, he never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. What? 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 Look at him, look at He's in the stand going, oh, crap. Kyle is emotional. Uh, the freaking prosecuting team has their head in their hand. Just they cannot believe what he just said. Listen to the deafening silence in the courtroom. One more time. Just listen to this. The, pro, uh, the defense says, so when you had your hands up in the air, Kyle Rittenhouse did not shoot you. It wasn't until you had your gun out pointed at him, lunging towards him, that he shot you. This is the guy that Kyle Rittenhouse shot, admitting like, yep, that's when he shot me. Listen to this. With your arms up in the air, he never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. 
Case over. Case over. What are we talking? The dude, literally, the guy who got shot by Kyle Rittenhouse, literally just said, yeah, he didn't shoot me until I tried to kill him. Case over. Kyle Rittenhouse is an American hero. I don't care what anybody says. And if that gets me in trouble, gets me in trouble. And and Ben Shapiro and Glenn Beck have a conversation where they talk about why this, why what is happening to Kyle Rittenhouse should terrify all Americans. Um, and we're going to play this, and I'm going to give you my final thoughts as well. The, the fact that this trial is even happening should scare the living hell out of every law-abiding American, truly, because... You sort of assumed maybe the prosecutor knew something we didn't. And then it turns out the prosecutor did not know anything that we didn't. In fact, the prosecutor knows less than his own witnesses. Right. Right. He, he, he had he had no case. I mean, he, he gets up there and he's asking his own witnesses. What were you bending over when Rittenhouse shot you? He said, no, I was lunging for the gun. <laughs> right? He's asking right. his own witnesses. Was he in Were you when you were approaching him? Where was where was your gun? Did you drop it? He's like, no, I didn't drop it. I lied to the cops about that. I was actually pointing my gun at him when he shot me. Like those are the so prosecution witnesses. So which suggests- whose, whose fault is this? Is this the prosecution for not standing <laughs> up? Is this the mayor? Is this Twitter mobs? What what where does the where does the buck stop on this one? What has happened to Kyle Rittenhouse should terrify all Americans. Because at the end of the day, everyone knows that Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. Everybody knows that at the end of the day, we are, as a society, not all of us, but there is a large percentage of Americans that are actively trying to erase the fact that we are defending actual rioters, looters, arsonists, terrorists, and we are going after the people, <coughs> excuse me, we are going after the people that are actually using their constitutional rights as Americans to protect, protect themselves, their loved ones, their communities, etc. We are actively going after every single person that is doing nothing wrong. All they're doing is being an American, questioning, protecting, fighting back, you know, real American stuff, Right. What is happening to Kyle Rittenhouse should terrify every American, and this is why every real patriot should stand behind this. Is it a horrible thing that took place? Yes, it's terrible. Is it ridiculous that a 17-year-old kid was the only one who had the balls to do anything about it? Yes. Again, where the crap was Kyle Rittenhouse's dad? Where were all the other parents trying to stop all these arsonists and whatnot from doing anything? But in obvious self-defense, we have put a, what was then child, now an 18-year-old adult, through the most ridiculous, just traumatic, here's what I will say. When Kyle Rittenhouse is exonerated or acquitted on all charges, I hope that he sues Every single network, celebrity, even the president himself. That's right, Joe Biden labeled Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist, by the way, when he was then uh, presidential uh, candidate Biden. I hope that he sues every single one of these people for everything that they got. LeBron James, Keith Overman, all CNN, MSNBC, The View, uh, The Today Show, every every single one of them. I hope that he becomes one of the richest people in the world. Because if you cannot defend yourself, if you cannot speak freely, if you cannot defend yourself when being attacked, then where are we really at as Americans? They're coming for all of us. They're absolutely coming for every single one of us. That's why I'm running for Congress. And I, you know, to be honest with you guys, I don't know if I'm going to beat the system of corruption and evil that I'm going up against because it is deep. It is dark. It is evil. It is corrupt. But I'm trying because somehow, some way we've got to right this ship. Because right now, we're headed in the wrong direction. Right now, everything that we held dear as Americans 
pride that we had of being Americans. It is under attack and it is under threat and it is under scrutiny and it is under this metamorphosis to try to make being an American a bad thing. And it is dependent on us to try and fix it. It is dependent on us to try and fight back, stand up, be strong, stop cowering down through fear of repercussions, through fear of loss. Stop living your life in fear because we got enough cowards in this country. Cowards never accomplished anything. Cowards never solved anything. Cowards never vanquished evil or corruption or greed ever. We need real Americans. We need real patriots. We need real Americans to stand up and fight for America. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I've got for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope that you have a blessed weekend. I hope that this empowers you. And I hope that you realize that America is only worth fighting for if we continue to be Americans. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again next time.